0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Ray Peters, a host of our Wednesday night live stream on Texas football, as well as a guy that you might know a little bit better than me or Ray, and that's Gus Johnson, uh, the lead college football play-by-play guy for Fox. Uh, He's done sports all over the globe, uh, but is currently the number one guy when it comes to uh, college football for Fox. And uh, it's the big noon kick, a big noon Saturday uh, that you call. This week, you guys you guys have got uh, Colorado and USC, which uh, sounds like uh, one of the biggest games from a PR perspective, at least, uh, of the last uh, decade or so. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be, uh, well, Dion said it's going to be like the BET Awards show uh, wow. out there. And in, in, uh, I tell you what, uh, without further ado, I just want to introduce Gus Johnson. Thanks for joining the show.
1: Hey, what's going on Bobby Bobby and my main <laughs> man Ray Peters. And, I uh, G- got to be here.
0: Gus, thanks for showing up. Uh please explain your relationship first of all for viewers uh, with Ray Peters here our our friend.
1: Well, Ray Peters first of all means everything to me. He uh he was an angel in my life when I was a very very young man and very very young sportscaster. He was my sports director at uh, my first station, uh, KXXV TV, Channel 25 in Waco, Texas. And he really taught me everything that uh, that I needed to know. Um, uh, he taught me how to shoot. He taught me how to edit. He taught me how to produce. Uh, he sat me down and was my mentor and it, it continues to be my mentor. So words can't express the amount of gratitude that I have for Ray and what he did for me, and, and the kind of person that he is uh, in general.
0: I, I'm sure Ray Ray's happy about that. Ray, you have anything to say here?
2: I could do an hour with Gus. And so, Bobby, I hope it's sometime, Gus, if you ever have the time, and Bobby, you let me have the platform, I'd love to do a deep dive with uh, our history because I think it's a great story. And we've talked before about making a movie out of it. So when they will do that, I know that, Gus, that was my job to write it, and I still haven't done it, but. Yeah. One of these days, <laughs> it's going to yeah. be a good story. But yeah. Hey, Gus, he walked into our TV station back in, I think it was 1990, probably uh, early May. You missed, he yep. didn't walk at his graduation at Howard because we needed some help. I was one man, you know, band it there because uh, we didn't have a sportscaster to help me on the weekends. So Gus didn't go to his graduation at Howard. He came in to our station. And even though I will admit that we taught him a lot of things, we didn't teach his natural talent. This guy's obviously, his history over the last 30 plus years uh, tells you just what an amazing broadcaster and communicator he is. So we could give him some nuts and bolts, but his uh, God-given ability to tell a story and be exciting and engage the viewer is second to none, and no one could teach anybody that stuff. So that's that's all Gus Johnson. So I'm just grateful that, He's uh, had me in his life uh, over the last 15 or so years. We kind of reconnected there, and I was actually part of his crew uh, for a little bit back in the day, but uh, a lot of fun. I always love talking to Gus, seeing him at least once a year, going to the games and reconnecting with him and seeing the crew at Fox Sports. So I'm grateful he could join us today. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a long uh, conversation with Gus about all that stuff. But uh, regarding uh, college football, I just wanted to make sure that we had some good conversation today about the uh, things that are, that are topical and then we'll do that deep dive on the Waco and the like uh, in the
0: future. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Hey uh, guys, I'll just, I'll just uh, go straight to it. You had a bird's eye view uh, really for the last 10, 15, 20 years on college football, college sports in general, college basketball, just tremendous uh, uh, announcer there. What do you think's changed the most in the last 10 to 15 years from your standpoint or from your
1: vantage point? Tell you, this NIL and transfer portal has really changed college football. Uh, The transfer portal, in particular, kids can just go from one school to the next depending on how they feel. And every time this season, it's almost as if every school I go to to call a game, there's 35 or more new players. I mean, Dion at Colorado, they have 80. And just that's the norm now. There's new quarterbacks. You don't see – I don't think you're going to see uh, teams growing as one over a period of two or three years like you used to see in the past. I mean, it's kind of like a a revolving door. So I think that's one thing that's really changed in college football and in college sports and also that NIL – the name, image, and likeness, you know, these kids now are are basically professionals. I think college football and college basketball is, is almost like a subsidiary sport to uh, professional sports. Uh, they're getting paid in those sports in particular, and uh, they're getting paid, some of them, pretty well. And I think that uh, that's a good thing. I'm happy for them. But at the same time, I think that... Uh, you know, it's changed the dynamic of, of amateurism. It's almost as if amateurism on the college level doesn't exist anymore for football and basketball.
0: Yeah, I, w- I would completely agree with that sentiment. Uh, you know, you look, about it, look at it, uh, Gus, and you talk about the transfer portal. You're going to Colorado uh, this week, and you mentioned them having 60, 70, 80 new faces on that roster, in part because of, of the transfer portal. You also mentioned the quarterback. I mean, I, I can just tell you the quarterback's in the – the PAC 12. I mean, you've got, not only you have Caleb Williams, who's a transfer. Shadur Sanders is a transfer. Michael Penix is a transfer. Cam Ward, the guy at Washington state's a transfer. Mm. Um, they're all transfers. So I get it. Bo Nicks. Um, yeah. Bo Nix at Oregon. That's another one, right? Uh, your, your thoughts on what's happening up in Boulder though, because you, you've been kind of close to that and seen that happen. It is, uh, it is a little bit of a phenomena right now. Um, can you can you help people kind of grasp that and understand what's going up there, going on up there?
1: Ah, uh, man, what Dion has done is, is is nothing short of amazing. Especially if you look at the ratings. I remember when we did his first game; I think it was seven million. The next game was nine million. The following game Colorado State was about ten and last week with Oregon I think it was 11 so he brought 18 million dollars in the boulder over one weekend during a football wow. game uh, it's just phenomenal what he's doing he's 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 really breathing fresh life into college football with his style and his swagger and his ability to to get these young men to buy in He's already ahead of schedule. These guys only won one game last year. They've won three now. I know they lost to Oregon last week pretty badly in Eugene, but he's ahead of schedule, and uh, he's doing it with a with a, with a with a energy and enthusiasm and a confidence that he's trying to instill in his players. And I think Boulder has just been turned on top of his head. They're so happy. Uh, that uh, their team is playing well and 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 has an opportunity, and that's all because of Pro- Coach Prime.
0: Got it. Um, talking with uh, Gus Johnson, uh, lead play by play guy for uh, Fox Big noon uh, Saturday, uh, alongside Ray Peters here. I'm Bobby Burton, and this is On Texas football. Uh, i'm I'm looking at my list here, and what you're, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, Gus, you are just an impressive announcer. Ray gave you some props early in this. Your enthusiasm in-game, I'm not sure if it has a match. Um, It is absolutely fantastic. One of those was uh, Dicker the Kicker. Uh, You called it uh, the the big win for Texas uh, over OU. The last one before Texas uh, beat uh, the Sooners uh, last year. What were your thoughts going through those? What are your thoughts going through some of those big plays? Craig Way is the, the local guy for the University of Texas, and he has a famous one on fourth and five uh, for uh, Vince Young in the national championship game. And I asked him this same question. When you're going through that moment and thinking about it, it these, these are things that maybe people will hear for the rest of their lives, right? Replayed over and over. What are you as a professional thinking behind the scenes to kind of cue that all up and set it all up so the the
1: play really speaks for itself? You know, I mean, I think what you said resonates. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... You're right. These are things that are going to be played for eternity. And uh, I think the number one thing is that you don't want to screw it up. (laughs) (laughs) You really don't want to screw it up and have to, you know, live with that for eternity. But I I think what I do is just try to focus on the game and focus on the players uh, and the stories of the players and whether or not that's something they've done outside of the game that particular day or. What they've done in the game that particular day, Uh, I think that it's all about people and people being able to overcome obstacles and uh, people digging down and finding something in themselves that they didn't think existed. And to me, that's my strength to be able to focus on those kind of uh, attributes of human beings. And uh, and that's what I think about. I don't really think about the call very much. Uh, until after the game is over, I kind of let everybody else judge that. But it, I think more than anything, I, I try to talk from my heart and my spirit and uh, not from my head. Uh, and I think that uh, over time, that's really, really worked well for me.
0: Well, you're such a good storyteller about it. That That's that. basically the best ones like yourself. It comes off as part of the story, right? It's the it's the setting. It's the climax. It's the, the after effect and all the the thing, the thing things about it. I, I just think you're terrific. Uh, where did you get, I, one of the things I, I told you that I really enjoy listening to you and I know others do, is the excitement in your voice. I mean, it's palpable, right? Where did that come from? Is that your parents? I mean, where, where did you get that kind of just like joy of sports and seeing someone succeed or or really going through that process? Because that's another thing I just love about it.
1: I think I've always been a good teammate more than anything. And I've always tried to delight in the excellence of other people, especially as a sportscaster. So when I was a kid, I played a lot of sports. My family is a big sports family. Um, but more than that, my family, we love to, to love and to laugh and to enjoy each other's company and be supportive and, and, and root on our teams, being from Michigan, it was always a Michigan team, whether it be the Wolverines or Spartans or Pistons, Tigers, Lions, Red Wings. Uh, we, just, we just love sports. Sports play just such a big part in my life. It, it's always played a big part in my life. And uh, it's been a, a place where I could go to, to feel safe, um, like a safe haven sports and uh and I think that's kind of what I try to transfer over to my my job and broadcasting and having a chance to go into people's homes during their leisure time when they're rooting for their their favorite team and and I get a chance to go in there and tell those stories so uh, it's not uh, easy sometimes you don't feel it sometimes you're off you have an off day but I try to go in there and uh, and give them what I have on that particular day, which is to be positive and, uh, and encouraging, especially on the college level when we're dealing with very, very young people. Uh, before you, I,
2: Ray, you have something real quick? Well, I just wanted to make sure Gus mentioned he's from Michigan. God. And uh, we have a big date up in uh, Michigan next year, 2024, Texas at Michigan. So, Mr. Johnson, I need you to muster all your, special powers and an influence at Fox sports to make sure that you guys get the Texas at Michigan game in 2024. Cause I need to be there.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, hopefully we will get that game. That'd be fun. I mean, That'll last busy, year we had, man. yeah. I mean last year we had Alabama at Texas, which was a Absolutely. huge game. So next year when, when the Longhorns go up to Ann Arbor to take on the Wolverines, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we get that game. That would be wonderful.
2: Have you heard anything yet this year? I know that it, I don't want to put you you know, talking about stuff before you're ready to talk about it, or maybe you don't know yet. I know that the schedules are made uh, not too far in advance. Any word yet on any possibility for you guys to do a Texas game this year? We got, I think, BYU and Kansas State might be some opportunities on the schedule.
1: I think both of those games are possibilities for us okay. depending on how things uh, shake Keep out. Keep winning,
2: right? Texas well, you know,
1: Texas is. I'm. I'm. I'm happy for Sark. I go a long way back, a long way with Sark, back to his days uh as a head coach at SC and then Washington, um and now he's at Texas. and And I root for Sark. uh Hopefully, you know they'll continue to play extremely well. I think Ewers is is, is turning a lot of heads, keeping Little Arch Manning on the bench. I know everybody wants to see him play, but. Uh, when Texas is good, college football is good. There are certain teams that you need to be great. You know, the Alabamas, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, USC, just to name a few, Notre Dame. You need those teams to be good. And when those teams are good, college football is perfect. And uh, and hopefully we'll get a chance to see the Longhorns sometime this year. I got to ask you this,
0: Gus. Uh, we get a lot of, lot of guys uh, – young guys on a youtube show as you can imagine uh searching out uh, and wanting to hear stuff a lot of them are want to be future broadcasters or sports journalists when did you make that decision in your life that that's what you wanted to be and uh, you have any advice for those young people
1: well i was in college when i was sportscaster casting rather uh i found it uh, I really wanted to play second base for the Detroit Tigers. I thought I was going to replace Lou Whitaker, but I, I found out that I wasn't good enough. So that didn't happen. So sports casting was a great number, two, And uh, I, I, I developed a, a passion for it after going to class and minoring in broadcast journalism. And uh, I think the most important thing is just to, to kind of be obsessed with it, to want to know everything about it, to, to live it, to... To breathe it to eat it to just inhale this uh this 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 profession because it changes every day and you're dealing with interesting people um and it's not always just sports i mean if you look at what deon sanders is doing it has kind of a social and a political impact through sports and what he's doing with these young african-american players trying to give them confidence tell them not to worry about what people think or say about you so uh i think that's the most important thing is just to, to to genuinely have a passion for it and if you do there's a chance that you can make it
0: got it uh ray you you have a, a final question here for uh, I, I
2: just Tom. wanted to mention something that gus did back in the 2021 football season he somehow split his time between doing his full-time job and going to Harvard University and, uh, and getting a uh, fellowship, was it, in uh, the Advanced uh, Leadership Initiative. And mm-hmm. there's a great documentary on that produced by Fox Sports that aired during basketball season uh, during the spring. And I'm going to put it in the comments of this video, a link to that Fox show. We have it. I found it on YouTube. And so, Gus, if that's okay, we're going to yeah. share your story with, with more folks. Hey, Gus, and I think you've maybe told the story on either Rich Eisen or on Joel's show. Would you mind? I hate putting you on the spot. Can you recount one of your very first play-by-play experiences when you're in the stands and the mom heard you broadcasting? Would you mind
1: uh, <laughs>
2: sharing the story with Bobby and her viewers?
1: Yeah. I, when I was <laughs> uh, a young sportscaster, I was working in DC at the time as a weekend anchor man, but I would do games in the inner high. I would call games in the inner high on my off days, and uh, I just had a tape recorder and a microphone. And I would just sit in the stands. I would do my boards. And I would just just do my best to, to just to call the game. And I remember one time I was calling the game. And uh, this kid breaks down the sideline. <laughs> and he's running into the end zone for a touchdown. And I go, and here comes Johnny Smith down the sideline. Johnny Smith. And then in the middle of me making the call, this lady grabbed the mic out of my hand and she goes, that's my baby. That's my <laughs> baby. And then I grabbed the mic back from her and said, and her baby goes 65 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> and <she> was.
2: <laughs> hey, see, that's the one that needs to be the most famous call of all time. Not just <laughs> the or Brandon Stokely or David Great. Gerard. So Gonzaga, all these things, you've got Great. just a million of them. So the Gus Great. effect is real. And it started even back then. Hey, Bobby, I, I didn't have to tell Gus, though, back when he first started, he goes, This is Texas high school football, right? Friday night's going to be his busiest night. He knew at that point that he wanted to be a play by play guy because he goes, Hey, Ray, you think it'd be okay if I went and did a got a high school team to call play by play? And I stared at him like, How do I tell him that this is his busiest night of the year? Is busiest
1: night
2: I didn't night? know, right? We're going to need you. Gonna, actually, uh, yeah, we need you on Friday night. We need you Friday. Right back then, that play by play was his future. He was
1: right. <laughs> well, Gus, if we were
2: I, smart, we would have hooked him up with a high school team and started his career a little bit earlier. That's <laughs> right. Anyway, I
1: got there when I when I went to North Carolina. I was the voice of the Graham Red Devils, so it, took, it turned out <laughs> all right. All
0: yeah. right. That's Gus Johnson. Uh, guys, thank you all. Ray, thank you for setting this interview up. Gus, thank you for sure. joining us uh, today. Uh, best of luck this weekend, and best of luck the rest of the football season. We hope you. we see you at a Texas game this fall.
1: I hope so too, man. Thank you guys for having me, Ray.
0: Me
2: me and my prize photo, me and Gus from when I started helping.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Look at that.
0: Look at that. All right. Hey, Ray, Gus, thanks for your time. Uh, We appreciate you, Gus. Okay. Uh, Have a great
1: day, guys. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye.